Startup podcast. Um, so today I have a really, really interesting guest, and I really want to get into something I think will be really, really important for a lot of startups and small businesses coming out of um, the state of the world right now and where we are in the world right now. And it's going to need a very different approach in terms of the sort of people that you work with, the sort of people that you hire, the sort of people that you partner with, and who your collaborators are. Um, please introduce yourself. So this is this is always the toughest question for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I can answer all of the questions about marketing strategy and how brands are going to bring us into the future of society. But the minute someone asks me to introduce myself, it's cricket. <laughs> um, so my name is Desi Pomirango, and I am a marketing professional and a brand manager. Um, you really found passion and purpose in in their career calling of being a marketeer. Um, I've had the privilege and the honor and the joy really over my career of having been able to work on some of the world's most exciting beauty and personal care brands. Um, so my career has spanned across working at the Estee Lauder companies on Clinique. Um, I then moved to the Chanel brand and I now have the ultimate joy of working on Unilever's portfolio of beauty and personal care brands. Um, but really who I am goes so much deeper than the surface level conversation about my career because I think the first step for me and in, in, in realization for me in understanding who I was was realizing that I'd found a great sense of purpose in my career. Um, the Japanese describe it as ikigai, which is a reason for being. And I was lucky enough to find and, and, and really draw myself into a profession that I enjoyed, that sparked joy, that was something that the world needed. It was something that I was good at and it was something that there, were, there was an organization that was willing to pay me for. Um, it was a huge revelation for me, though, a few years ago when I learned that the deeper level to even that was that it went beyond just finding a sense of joy and purpose and meaning in what I, I did. I fundamentally was fueled by the idea of being an intrapreneur. And for a very long time, I thought that intrapreneurship was just a spelling mistake. Um, but it was a real mind shift and a fundamental awakening when I learned that what I do is, is really entrepreneurship. And I realized that I didn't have to quit my job to change the world. 
and that I could do it right from where I am. Um, because I think the world has begun to really embrace the conversation of entrepreneurship. And for all intents and purposes, I'm here to make a case for entrepreneurs getting as much of the celebration and as much of the recognition as entrepreneurs, because in the same breath that the world and society looks to entrepreneurs to change the way society lives and to bring history closer to the future, entrepreneurs, ha entrepreneurs have very much the same responsibility and onus that they take upon themselves to figure out how they can from the seats that they are in and the positions that they are already in, unlock opportunities within those organizations to create the things that they wished existed. So, yeah, in, for me, that's, that's who I am in a nutshell. And obviously, as we, we go further into this conversation, I'm going to delve deeper into what that means and what that has represented and, and presented for me in terms of opportunities and learning curves. So, uh, by just way, by the way, I feel like you don't need me right now. Um, <laughs> I could have literally walked off, made a coffee. I mean, just interview yourself, right? So, <laughs> but just to backtrack, right? So we'll go into the entrepreneurship, which I, I believe like a lot of people are. But, you know, what does it take or what does it mean to be a marketer and a brand manager in the age of coronavirus, in the age of lockdown, in the age of the world is fundamentally shifting in the way that it works and we need to adapt to whatever is new. Like, what does that mean for you? So it's so interesting to me, uh, Mashudu, that you ask me that in the context of trying to extrapolate entrepreneurship from that because the reality of the gravity of the conversations that marketeers and brand custodians are having right now is that never more than now has entrepreneurship had a critical role to play in the progression of brands and the ability of brands to see a future past the current pandemic and crises that we find ourselves in as businesses and the challenges that we're facing. Because for all intents and purposes, the way in which we work is business unusual right now. And the onus is currently on the on entrepreneurs within organizations to understand for brands and businesses what the new future that we need to create is. Because we are suddenly finding ourselves in a position where the innovation pipelines that we had in place, um, the understanding that we had of our consumers' needs and demand spaces has completely shifted overnight and at the blink of an eye. And so in organizations where you have individuals who have that burning desire to constantly reimagine the way consumers experience brands and products, um, never, never more than now has there been an opportunity for entrepreneurs to present themselves and to flourish and to recreate and reimagine what brands can offer consumers, what stories brands can tell, and what role they can play in really helping society to, to make and create a new normal um, for ourselves in this, in this current environment and in, the, in this new world order that we're in. 
So, it, yeah. so it, it really goes from everything from ideating product innovation to understanding how we as entrepreneurs within the businesses can reimagine our business models. Um, and if I think of it in the process in which we're working, they, they obviously, even before the idea of, of, of COVID-19 presenting itself to businesses, I think the process of an entrepreneur is always that of very much the same as an entrepreneur of ideating um, a, a concept that can allow a business to unlock something that it's never done before and then finding business validation for it and then going through an incubation period. And that's always been traditionally done over, call it an extensive six to 12 month period of, of innovation and of, of testing and learning before we can actually get a very solid launch strategy and plan in place and, and launch to market. But the challenge that we're facing now is that we're doing that in a vacuum of an incredibly condensed amount of time. Um, and so entrepreneurs are almost being called to the fore to conceptualize how we can follow that same process of ideating, validating our business cases, um, incubating the idea and being first to market as quickly as possible with new ideas and innovations and brand stories to tell so that we can be the first to market um, amongst our, com our competitor set um, in this current environment that we face. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. So like, I, I feel like that was a really all-around assessment of where things yeah. are and where I think they're going. And I think there's power and, and like such massive, massive advantage to hiring entrepreneurs. So my definition of an entrepreneur is really someone that thinks in an entrepreneur sense. Oh, crap. So it's going to be really hard to differentiate because my enunciation might not be great. But being an entrepreneur, which means like being an entrepreneur, which is just, you know, building businesses, ideating, innovating, creating, building, yeah. right? Um, but within someone else's organization, mm. right? And I think... It's very common with, you know, startups, where startups go, we want to hire people that think like, hey, this is your business. How would you innovate this to ensure that there's maximum impact, maximum growth, maximum, um, you know, advantage? And like, you can sense it in, in startup energy where people have a sense of urgency and constant rush to like, make sure that the best level of everything that they, you know, do is really, really meaningful and like really, really valuable and really, really impactful. Yeah. Do you think corporates are starting to understand the power and value of hiring entrepreneurs more? Absolutely. And I say that having had the context of being part of an organization that didn't cultivate the environment um, of celebrating entrepreneurship in comparison to now being part of an organization that makes entrepreneurship part of its everyday status quo. So I'm going to tell you a story. Um, a few years ago, I landed the dream job. It really was the one a million girls would kill for. So if you're wondering about the context of what that is, imagine the same googly eyes that your girlfriend gets every time she's watching The Devil Wears Prada. It, it was that level. Of, <laughs> it was that level of 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 exciting on the outside. Yeah. However, I always felt a sense of restlessness 
in the role. And it wasn't until I stepped into my current role that I was able to understand exactly what the root of it was. And fundamentally, what it boiled down to was to be someone who is an entrepreneur in an organization that didn't cultivate a sense of entrepreneurship meant that it it felt to me like I was a very good cover artist when all I really wanted to do was write the music. And mm. I have the perfect crystallization of that in a particular project that I proposed to my previous organization multiple times. And I had every response from being thrown out of the room to being requested to never propose this idea again. Long story short, I eventually put the idea to bed, um, despite having deepest convictions that it was something that the global brand needed to create a sense of hyper-relevancy to the South African and African consumer. Um, eventually, a few years on, now in my current role, um, where the sense of entrepreneurship is cultivated, embraced, and, and uh, celebrated, um, I ideated a concept with the same almost collaboration and the same creative and entrepreneur that I wanted to create a collaboration with. I conceptualized the idea and then moved on to understanding what the business case of it would be and really working with stakeholders internally in the organization to compile a solid business case that was margin accretive, that brought in the turnover that we wanted, that would surprise and delight our shoppers, and that would entice the appetite of our um, customer being the retailer. Um, the long story short is that went on to being one of the global firsts for the current brand that I'm on um, and was a global best practice. Um, that same individual who we collaborated with has now gone on to collaborate with the likes of Nike, designing um, a, a, a tailored sneaker for them for one of the most iconic um Oh, I know the answer to this. I, we, she goes by the name of Karabo Poppy. She's an incredibly brilliant individual. Yes. And what that, what that example and what that experience showed me was, had the organization I had been with years ago embraced my sense of entrepreneurship and given the opportunity for an entrepreneur like myself to realize and create this thing that they wish they had existed, the brand would have been first to market to tell the story years ago before any other per per brand in the market or in our industry or otherwise had ever cottoned onto the idea of a global brand collaborating with this creative. Um, and, and so for me, that was the perfect way to exemplify what happens when entrepreneurs are not given the opportunity to realize their ideas is the brand misses the opportunity and the organization miss, misses the opportunity to bring history closer to the future where the idea of brand collaborations between young creatives and global hegemonies are commonplace and and they shift the culture and they they impact the way consumers see that brand reflected um for the african narrative yeah mm. So I think for me that yeah. that that was 
the perfect crystallization of the pitfalls of organizations not embracing entrepreneurship um, versus the ones who do and the versus the organizations who do give the platform for entrepreneurs to to realize and create the things that they wish existed. Do you think um, the resistance comes from, you know, maybe just a fear of giving someone that much responsibility or possibly even taking on the risk of doing something new, right? So unfortunately, corporates have a, you know, um, are stereotypically um, thought of as not being innovative, um, not being, you know, willing to take the risks and, you know, do something new. Um, do you think the resistance comes from there or is it something else? Absolutely. So I, I think there are multiple reasons, um, chief amongst them being if there is a leadership or, or the decision-making stakeholder not having a sense of embracing entrepreneurship or not having a sense of embracing risk-taking, that is more often than not the biggest Achilles heel to entrepreneurship um, taking place in the organization. I think it also has a lot to do with the sense of responsibility that brand custodians and these decision makers of organizations have with regards to maintaining the status quo of the brand. So to, to explain that further, the way I see it, entrepreneurs create entirely new brands and product stories, whereas intrapreneurs ensure that existing brands keep telling good stories. And by that, it means keep telling the same stories that they've historically been known for. And, and those are the stories that have cultivated their sense of, of heritage and have resulted in them creating equity around those and often what an entrepreneur will want to do is to challenge that status quo. And that, when it's not received and embraced by the right decision makers, is often met with um, not embracing or celebrating the idea of taking the risk and taking the plunge to do something that's never been done before on the brand. Um, I also want to throw caution to the wind, though, to this notion that the idea of being an entrepreneur means limitless resources because I think a lot of the conversation that people have about entrepreneurship is that it means you have access to limitless resources or you have access to a greater quantum and size of resource and greater depth of resources comparative to entrepreneurs. Whereas the reality is a lot of entrepreneurial initiatives are still risks that the business is taking which means that the level of resource that you will have allocated to you will still be based on your ability to prove the feasibility of the, the idea and the concept and the project. So I want to quite quickly dispel the myth that being an entrepreneur means limitless opportunity to make as many mistakes and and go through as many failures as possible because the reality is that you are still accountable to a business that for all intents and purposes will not want to risk everything on 
something that has not proven feasibility, which will always be what a new innovation is. Um, so the, I think another challenge that that risk that that decision makers um, have with being able to give entrepreneurs the wings that they need is because it's a huge amount of resource investment, um, not just financial, but also if you think of the size of a big organization, whether it be within the FMCG sector or whatever sector, the idea that you have to invest your human resource into now funding this entrepreneur's concept and idea is also a big risk. So I think there are multiple drivers of decision makers being at bay when investing in an entrepreneur's idea. Um, But your chief amongst them would definitely be the sense for me of apprehension to going against or, or diverting from what the brand has become known for because entrepreneurs more often than not will always want to to take the brand in a new exciting different direction absolutely i I really just want to let you talk to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i think what you have to say is really really powerful and it's powerful on many senses right and many fronts and mainly around um how corporates should be dealing with the sort of um people that they need um, to be part of their organizations, which is really, really powerful. Um, so just why do you think um, startups are way more open about it, right? So I work for a startup, and pretty much everyone um, at the startup I work for is an entrepreneur, right? So outside of work, they have side hustles. They have, you know, a small business that they're building, a product that they try not. Um, and it's, it's expected that you would have that because... You know, we have a very creative environment, a very innovative environment, and it's an environment where um, you constantly need to be engaged. And I think it's really, really powerful to have that. But why do you think startups are way more okay with that versus corporates? So your question is, why do startups so share more about the, why are startups a lot more open about the journey why are they way more open about hiring entrepreneurs into their organizations and also having that freedom right so a lot of the friends that i have that are in corporates don't necessarily have the same amount of freedom to explore side hustles and stuff like that i have friends who hide their side hustles um, from their companies so just why are startups so much more open around it um, versus, say, a corporate? That's an interesting question. Um, my simple answer would be non-disclosure agreement and contract signed upon employment <laughs> um, and, and a non-compete clause in that contract, um, which often means that one cannot start a side hustle quote-unquote, that can be considered as a competitor to your nine-to-five. I think for me, why your question is particularly interesting is because I find it difficult to relate to, and I'll go deeper on that. When I recognized that I am an entrepreneur, I also realized that it 
brought about a burning sense of desire to fuel other entrepreneurs' endeavors. Mm. So I am. I find myself more often than not, whenever we are conceptualizing a new campaign or kind of going through the creative process, one of the ideas and one of the intentions at the forefront of that process for me is always asking myself, how can I use this project, initiative, campaign, Mm. to fuel another entrepreneur's business. More often than not because they have the most exciting ideas, but also because there's something about me as an entrepreneur realizing myself as an entrepreneur that has created this definite sense of desire to give entrepreneurs the springboard that they need. Um, Yeah, I, I definitely recognize the validity of your question. Um, I think for me, the challenge is that I find it hard to relate to the idea of not embracing Mm. entrepreneurs because I recognize that the minute I became an entrepreneur, I also started to celebrate and want to, to give scale to, to entrepreneurs endeavors and their plights, um, Mm. through my platform. Um, I also think, because I am so deeply invested in my work and I recognize that the work I have to do matters, nothing is a tick box exercise for me. So where more often than not, it would be easier for me to just go to our current and existing supplier they, um, our supplier list and use an agency that we've used before or a third party that we've used before that the business has always used. What I always want to do is find out, is there another new talent out there that we don't have on the books who we should be using and who we should be plugging into and creating this with? Um, and I think when individuals sitting in seats and organizations don't have that same sense of trying to create the most exciting offerings and propositions and products possible for their consumers, um, then they don't have that same sense of motivation to go the extra mile and to find those entrepreneurs who don't exist on our, on our books currently but who can do the most brilliant work possible and who can bring to life our vision as best and, and as, as, as illuminated as we imagine That's it to be. That's absolutely incredible. So what do you see the future of work being post-lockdown, post this crisis, um, where businesses need to extract as much value as possible um, from the employees that they have, you know, you're seeing a lot of businesses already starting to cut their staff, um, numbers and really starting to do retrenchments, mainly because the impact on the economy is like insanely devastating. Um, what do you see the future of work looking like um, post yeah. this crisis? I think for me, the biggest revelation, even during crisis, has been the level of agility in teams where... There is a wonderful sense of 
creating scrum teams and there is no sense of one person only being a master of one thing. Um, and I know that the old adage is, is the old adage is, is um, jack of all trades, master of none. However, I think what we're seeing um, right now is this wonderful sense of experts in personal care suddenly joining scrum teams of essential food items. And I think what we're going to be seeing more so in the future is definitely a sense of agility in the way of working. And it's interesting because we always have this conversation within my organization to say agile work does not mean working from home. Agile work mm. means empowerment. And I'm seeing it so much in our current way of working where more often than not in the past, we kind of become very codependent on one another, which is great as a team. But what this new way of working has encouraged is a real sense of empowerment for everyone who is doing their job. Because right now it is just you and your time and your job and your role is to make sure that you fulfill the full length and breadth and depth of your job and your role, but also redefine consistently what your job looks like for yourself, where the onus is now sitting on entrepreneurs to propose new ideas for innovations and to, to constantly be questioning the way we're working. So I think chief amongst what we see, we're going to see as the future of work is going to be agile work where more so than ever um, employees within organizations are empowered to define their work for themselves and where employees are more challenged than ever to, to really spread um, the depth of, of their experience in terms of what kind of projects that they're involved in. Um, I also think the wonderful thing about this time and this period for for organizations as big as the kinds that I have worked on is that where innovations in the past have been processes that take anything from six to 12 to two to three years, what it has revealed for us is when we really plug into creating streamlined ways of working, we don't have to be the slow-moving hegemonies who are always following far behind the entrepreneurs and creating the things that consumers existed. But it, it's allowed and revealed in large-scale organizations with thousands of stakeholders and many stakeholders involved on particular projects. It's revealed for us that we actually are capable of being fast moving agile businesses and agile teams that are constantly able to pivot and move quickly in making decisions without all of the red tape and the bureaucracy and the paperwork that is constantly a blocker um, in our ability to move fast and to move quickly That's in creating so, the things. Like I literally could just listen. <laughs> and this will be so powerful for me like I really appreciate your thoughts um, where can people find you I think it would be really really amazing for you not just to you know, share more of these thoughts but um, really engage with a, a lot more people on this um, where can people find you 
Um, so, you know, where can people find you? It's very funny you ask that because I've always seen influencers get asked that question and <laughs> I, I 1000% don't consider myself as one. Um, so I'm, I, I mean, on, on social media, I'm just Zesipo Mwango. Um, but other than that, you can find me where I'm my best self, which is in front of my laptop or in a meeting doing my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you can also find me every single day when you walk into your favorite retailer and I am there on the shelf. And I think perhaps that's the best way. I, that's how I'm going to start answering that question of where can people find me is every single day when you turn on a TV and you see one of your favorite beauty or personal care products or you walk into your shelf, your favorite store and you see one of the brands that I work on on shelf, I am there. Um, but Every single day, I am on social media at um, Zesipomwango across all channels and Instagram, Twitter, mm. LinkedIn, and I'm not on Facebook. Um, I haven't been for many years. Um, but yeah, um, the best place to find me is is right in front of my laptop. Wow! Leading. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, um, your thoughts, and just um, Thank you, so much. you know, really, really, really appreciate. This conversation. Thank you so much. Keep well. Thank you. Thank you. It's been cool. Bye. Okay.